is the time to open your mind in our search for the unknown who knows what we will find this is emergency exit i am your host los and with me as always is nick the passion rider and his personal assistant brandon the hard hat mitchell <laughs> how are you guys doing today welcome back doing great, great man doing that's great. right this is episode 46 today is august 7th 2017 we are back again in our emergency exit floating tin can far above the world. That's right. Tonight, we got the news and we go on flirting. But first, but first, we go back and re-examine the theory known as Hollow Earth. Last time, we got in a little over our heads and got more than we could handle. And it left a lot of questions unanswered. In addition to having more questions... We sit down with a fellow, or with a follower of the Hollow Earth model. We have Marvin, the unmatched Johnson, as he breaks it down into the mystic. <laughs> you must be kidding, aren't you? So, like I said, we've got Marvin Johnson on the line with us right now. Marvin, how you living, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? Doing awesome, man. Welcome to the show. I'm Los, and you're also joined with, uh, on my left here, we have Nick Ryder. Nick. And we also have Brandon over here. And let you know, we're also on Facebook Live as we speak. We are doing this whole thing live. We don't do interviews live usually, uh, but we're going to do it all live right now, right here. We're and going so, big, man. Welcome, Marvin. <laughs> All right, no pressure. No, no not pressure, at all. <laughs> no big deal. So, uh, nobody uses Facebook. What, what's so don't going worry. on with this flat Earth, or with this uh, Hollow Earth thing, man? We've heard of a uh, flat Earth, and we also had Chris Baird on, and he uh, told us stuff. I, I, you know, honestly, I wasn't paying attention. It was my fault. Um, yeah, but, are you familiar with Chris? Um, I wasn't familiar with Chris prior to the interview, but I've listened to his interview a couple of times, and oh. it's it's definitely uh, a lot to bite off in one day. Yeah, we yeah. were just kind of like <laughs> drooling by the end of it, like, holy shit. <laughs> and some of the things that he was uh, speaking about, you know, things that I've never even heard of before. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, as far as an introduction to the hollow earth, um, it, was, it was a lot. Right. Absolutely yeah, I, was. I was even left perplexed. <laughs> so what well, are your thoughts on the hollow earth man what, what first of all what got you into the hollow earth i mean you said we did say you're a follower of uh the hollow earth uh hollow earth model 
So, I mean, is that accurate? Are you a Hollow Earth researcher? Um, I am a, you know, the current theory that we have, um, I'm a huge, and, and a lot of people don't realize that, that it's a theory, um, but I'm a huge skeptic of that. And the Hollow Earth theory um, seems to make sense, you know. Um, at the end of the day, you know, until I can physically go to the hollow earth, or, you know, until I see these places with my own eyes, or, or somebody of a uh, reputable background comes forward and says, okay, this is actually what it is, then, you know, these are all speculations. Correct. Uh, but as far as what we know and what we can see and what we can measure, the hollow earth theory seems to make a lot more sense than the idea of, you know, uh, a series of molten magma and a molten core that gets hotter and hotter than closer to the center that you get. Which is, of course, what we've all been taught since we were a little kid, that there's liquid hot magma in the core. (laughs) And we actually have only been about eight miles down, uh, drilled. We Not not like it's a big man-sized hole. It's probably just a drill that went down there. And uh, eight miles is not too far down. When you think of the size, yeah. uh, Especially when they say we know what's inside um, because they just, they know. And we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so what what and are the basics of this hollow earth thing? And try to break it down for us as if we've never heard it before, because I certainly don't grasp it just yet. I know some things about it, like uh, something about pole holes, but uh, maybe you can get to that in a little bit. Uh, wh- what are the okay. basics of this bad boy? All right. So the basics of it are that uh, you've got a... The Earth, the model that we know of, um, is actually hollow in the center, and that there are openings that are at the north and the south pole that lead to a inner Earth that is a. Uh, it's it's always at a constant state of like a tropical climate, um, you know, kind of in the same uh, environment that you would imagine, like Hawaii. Okay. Um, but there is lush vegetation. There's running water. Um, Admiral Richard Byrd, who uh, I'm sure you guys heard of, thrown around. Um, he reported seeing mammoths there, um, like woolly mammoths. Um, and not only that, but there's an ancient but advanced civilization that uh, lives there that populates the inner earth. Okay. Now, also, and it's on the on the inside. Like, once you cross through the openings, you're just on the inside of the the crust that we're on the outside of currently, right? Like, it revert, gravity reverses kind of? So the theory says that you've got the crust, um, which is, you know, a couple of miles uh, deep. Um, well, not a couple, a couple of hundred miles deep. Um, and then underneath the crust, instead of the molten magma that, you know, we've been taught is there, um, you've actually got a inner crust. And inside of that is where the uh, Agarthans, which is what this land is called, Agartha, um, so that's where the Agarthans live, inside this inner crust. And as opposed to, uh, you know, this uh, layer of magma that's in between, it's actually um, a cavernous pocket, you know, but for the most part, solid rock. But is it all, is it all dark inside where the Agartha live? Uh, is, that, is it all dark there? Where do they, is there a source of light? Because you said there is, a, there is a lush vegetation so there's it's got to mm-hmm. have some sort of photosynthesis which means sun do they have some sort of light source down there yes free like a lot of people would like to think that it would just be dark um i think it was i can't remember the name of the author but there was a book uh where the protagonist of the story he traveled to the future and everybody who lives on the surface they all lived in this lush utopian world and then everybody 
underworld. It was a dark world where, you know, they were afraid of flashlights and that. Um, I think you're uh, referring to the time machine, H.G. Uh, Wells. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. He's a learned man over uh, there. That's Nick the Passion Rider. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's right. Uh, I used um, to know the name. But, you that. know, this isn't uh, what what is actually, hypothetically, uh, going on. Um, and this is what I found really interesting because this is totally unrelated to the theory of hollow earth or Go flat earth or even anything close. Um but uh, recently, uh, there was a test done uh, where they found that the molten iron that they think that the Earth was, uh, or that's at the center of the Earth, is actually going through a process where it is crystallized. Um, and so it's this solid ball of crystal iron that mimics the sun, but doesn't have the same radiation qualities that you would find in the sun that's in outer space. Um, and so this would be the proposed light source, the heat source, um, because it burns at 6,000 degrees Okay, so Celsius. it's like glowing hot, exactly. like a star, quote-unquote, its, in its the, own form it, of star. Is it in the middle of the... Yes. Okay. Hmm. So How does it just float there in the middle? How does it... That would be the idea, because the theory also suggests that each... Uh, that the gravity that comes from the gravity that we experience here on the surface and then the gravity that you would experience inside the inner Earth are separate because these gravity, uh, the, the, the gravity that comes not from the center of the Earth but from the actual crust of the Earth itself. So you have these two, you know, if you'd imagine one ball inside of another ball um, that are spinning in opposite directions at different speeds, this is what creates the magnetic effect and this is what uh, accounts for gravity so are, you, are you trying to say that the inner crust uh, where the agartha live uh, is spinning at a, a different it's, it's spinning independently of our spin so it's spinning the other yeah. direction so it's somewhere yeah. is a hmm. so there's somewhere where they're not connected at all and what's in between those two uh, well, that's the area worlds. they live on like in, yes. be in between no. the two mm-hmm so they're like on yeah, the, the inside of our crust, and I'm guessing so it's the fact that the inner, the crystallized iron is spinning, and that's creating the forces that probably keep it centered and keep, yes. keep uh, plants the, and animal the life on the inside, is, out on the outer. Go, go the ahead, part about Marvin. it that confused me was that, you know, they're, they're saying that there was, uh, there's supposed to be, in between the two crusts, um, a layer of rock. Uh, that's not molten, uh, but, you know, like I said before, it's cavernous, it's honeycomb. Um, but for these two things to spin independently, you know, the inner would have to be uh, free-flowing. And, uh, you know, like I said before, this is, while a lot of this makes sense, a lot of it also is questionable. Um, and and I, I chalk that up to this, just nobody has taken the time to actually um, invest in this in a way that is credible. Uh, so that there have been, you know, researches and expeditions that have actually gone on to see what's going on. So um, is, that, is, everything... that, is that the only way we're going to find out? And like, that's uh, the only way we can do proper research is we got to go to the holes and we got to go into them somehow? I think that would be the most credible um, because, you know, you have all these different sources who are saying one thing and, you know, these different sources who are saying another, you know, one thing. Um, that is uh, a big layer of um, confusion is the test that they do as far as the sound test. You know, they say that after an earthquake that the earth rings like rings. a bell, and that's, yeah, because it's hollow, and that because of the 
sound tests, you know, the sound waves that they bounce against the Earth um, and the way that they reverberate and bounce back, that if the Earth is actually solid, that it should absorb these sound waves as opposed to reverberating and bouncing off. Um, mm. Now, that's what one side says. Yeah. And their reasoning is because the Earth is hollow. But then you've got, you know, the, shall we say, academic side, um, for lack of a better term, uh, that <laughs> says that, oh, well, the reason that this actually happens is, you know, because of the constantly shifting weight and, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, so the back and forth and, you know, the, the at the end of the day, you're not really going to know who's credible enough to, not only who's credible, but who's trustworthy um, and who's got the interest of information at the primary. So I do believe that until we actually, until there's an exhibition, a credible one, that actually goes and says, you know, yes, this is what's going on. No, this is not what's going on. Then we're not really going to know. Um, have have people been trying? Like you mentioned, Admiral Byrd has, has been to it and yeah, so, talks about it. So uh, how many Admiral, people have been there or tried to, I guess? If, are you aware of that? Yes. Um, so Admiral Byrd is the most uh, reputable. Um, and, you know, there's uh, Admiral Byrd's diary that a lot of Hollow Earth um, subscribers uh, call out. And the main reason for this is just that Admiral Byrd was, had, had such a high reputation um, not only in the military, but just throughout the country as well. Like he was, you know, uh, this was back when, you know, pilots and uh, people who led expeditions were heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was one of the most prolific of the time. Um, so after his death, his son released his diary, which had accounts of him and his co-pilot uh, flying into the center of the earth and uh, being Crazy. essentially abducted. Mm-hmm. Um, but passively abducted, abducted into uh, Agartha, where he met with the leader of the people, and you know he was told that he was let in because he had such high morals and because of his high ranking, and he was essentially meant to be an ambassador for <laughs> the Agartha people. So they already uh, knew who he was. Yeah, his reputation was it so great, him. so great that it made yeah. it into the center of the earth. Exactly. <laughs> how? And how? Like, yeah, I mean, did they get telegraphs are, or something? These are ancient but advanced people. Um, you know, well, perhaps so he, you have, perhaps he mentioned well, his, all his accomplishments. He's like, well, you don't, you probably don't know who I am, but I'm very important. Many leather-bound books, as you can see. <laughs> My room smells of rich mahogany. Of course, you well, will let me like stay. I imagine that there was like an instance where he goes, "Do you know who I am?" And they go, "Yes, yes, we do." Well, exactly I mean, how are. do they know? I guess that's not too far because, I mean, they did have radio back then. I mean, I guess they could still pick up radio waves. I mean, well, I mean, could you pick up radio waves on the in, on the inside I... of the Earth transmitted from the outside? Maybe that'd be a good uh, something to test yeah. there for hollow earthers there no. out there. Should try to test of radio frequencies. Maybe it already is out there and we don't know. Someone can just simply Google us and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this part might be, um, you know, I guess... I don't know if folklore is like the right word to use here, um, because I've only seen it in some of the accounts of his diary, his accounts uh, that I've read. But the reasoning that they brought him in and the reason that they wanted an ambassador is because they knew that the United States had just dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, and so they were close to getting to the point of exposing themselves, and then that happened. Um, oh, so, okay. you know, it made them a little wary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was. Admiral Byrd's intended purpose. 
Um, and after he got back from his expedition, he did a interview with National Geographic that was very quickly suppressed. Um, there is there are pictures of the cover of the magazine, but you know, as far as like eBay and you know, other collectors uh, go, there's no as far as I could find. Is that the, um, no the prize collection? The is that the prize jewel <laughs> if, of uh, National Geographic collectors? Is the if Hollow you're Earth in the Hollow Earth Richard? area, then I would definitely assume so. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, a lot of flat earthers uh, use what Admiral Byrd said uh, for their theories too. Um, that was the edge, wasn't it? Well, yeah, he said that he traveled like uh, so far past into the Indian Ocean, past the, or past Antarctica. He went all the way across it and found another body of land that was uh, untouched by humans. Mm. Um, I mean, is mm. the, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know if that would necessarily, you know, correlate to flat earth. Well, I'm saying they, that that's what they use. And, yeah, um, yeah and, and I feel like that just might be out of context. It could prob be. It probably absolutely um, is. So now, uh, Agartha, is that the whole land? Is that just like a... a uh, one city? Are there different civilizations? I mean, obviously they had to have spoke English to be able to talk to Admiral Byrd, but are there like, point. Um, are so there other areas that, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, I, so not only was there Richard Byrd, who was interested, well, not interested, but, you know, found the Garza, um, but one of the most, uh, other prolific persons to have been interested in this was Hitler. And a lot of people, you know, might want to shy away from that. But, um, you know, if you know anything about Hitler and his regime, you know, he was very interested in the occult. Um, mm -hmm. And there were a lot of different uh, facets of the Nazi regime that popped up as a direct result of the occult and looking for things in the occult and even, you know, rumors of um, UFOs and things like that and, and possibly reverse engineering UFOs. Um, and so in Admiral Richard Byrd's account, um, when he was, he said that he was trapped in like an invisible bike that was pulling him toward the city. And he said that he was met with planes that looked like flying saucers, but they had swastika symbols on them. And he was greeted in English, but with a German accent. Um, and so he was pulled into the land of Agartha, um, where from what I understand, the capital city there is Shambhala. And the only other information oh. that I've been able to find is that there is another city called New Berlin. Um, New so Berlin. there seems to be a lot of um, Nazi influence that's taking place there. Um, and he even spoke about being greeted by tall beings with blue eyes and blonde hair. Um, and, the you Nordics. know, Hitler, this was his... He, he thought that he was finding the land where the Aryan people lived, you know, the perfect, the perfect mm -hmm. race. Um, Octoon, baby. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I mean, it's just, it's, of all the things that, um, you know, Hitler was into, and then, you know, just to kind of combine the two, uh, there was a, and I've looked everywhere to try to find this article again, uh, and I haven't been able to find it, um, but it spoke about Admiral Byrd's expedition to the South Pole, uh, which the one where he went to the North Pole was where he entered the center of the Earth and met with the Agartha people. Um, so he went on an expedition to the South Pole. It was called Operation High Jump. The uh, yep. entails of the mission made it seem like it was just supposed to be reconnaissance, you know, some training, testing out some equipment. Um, but they sent a small battalion there. Um, and they said that they left. This was in early February when they got there, and they left uh, late February. 
reasoning was for uh, weather, that winter was coming, and then they suffered from <laughs> They had um, Game of Thrones all the way back oh, then? Oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I just totally missed that. Oh. Um, um, yeah, we've talked a little bit about Operation we, Hydra. I mean, it, we've yeah. we haven't what, done a whole show, but we've kind of alluded to it. What uh, What year was did all this take place? His uh, expedition to the South Pole. The expedition Please. to the South Pole. Let's see, I have it right here. The South Pole was in 1929. Ooh, I was 1929. thinking sometime in the 40, So that was that was really really okay. I uh, thought, and was, so the you know, one thing, the one article that I found, um, and this is supposed to be from his diary. Now, I take this with a grain of salt just because I can't find it again. Um, but it talked about how he was met by UFO-like craft and that there was an attack um, on him and his men, and that, that was the reason that they retreated, because they couldn't get any further past that point because they kept getting attacked. Um, now, like I said, I take that with a grain of salt, but if I may, um, there's a quote from him after he went to the South Pole uh, from a uh, newspaper in Chile um, where it says that Admiral Richard Byrd warned today that the United States should adopt measures of protection against the possibility of an invasion of the country of hostile planes coming from the polar region. The Admiral explained that he was not trying to scare anyone, but the cruel reality is that in case of a new war, the United States could be attacked by planes flying over one or both poles. The statement was made in part of a recalculation of his own polar experience in an exclusive interview with an international news service. Talking about the recently completed expedition, Byrd said the most important result of his observations and discoveries is the potential effect that they have in relation to the security of the United States. The fantastic speed at which the world is shrinking, recalled the admiral, is the most important lesson learned during his recent Antarctic exploration. I have to warn my compatriots that the time has ended when we are able to take refuge in our isolation and rely on the certainty that the distances, the oceans, and the poles are a guarantee of safety. Now, that seems to be a pretty strange quote to say that you turned around for weather. And because, you know, people died from ship casualties, you know, things right. could happen anywhere at any time. Um, now, you could always argue that this is just a you know, general statement that maybe he went there and, you know, as an admiral, he saw that there were some strategic advantages to having a foothold down there um, as far as setting up bases and, you know, secret attacks and so on and so forth. But being that this specifically said in his words that are coming from his own experience here, um, it, it, it just doesn't seem to add up. And that that uh, that quote comes from his diary. No, that one was from an interview. Not from his diary. This was from a interview with a newspaper in Chile. Oh, the Chilean newspaper. Correct. That's right. Well, in nineteen forty-seven, so twenty years after he was at the South Pole. Yeah. He did that interview. Oh. Which, you know, the the South Pole expedition was in nineteen twenty-nine, and the North Pole then nineteen twenty-six. Um, so, you know, it's even possible that that could be some type of foreshadowing to what occurred in the North Pole, or well, who knows. Well, hang on. I, I'm a little hung up on the dates here. You said he first, he went to the North Pole in 19, you said 26? 26. And that was when they was... greeted him, that he was there, and that something about the nuclear war. We didn't we didn't bomb Hiroshima until the 40s. That is true. That's a solid point. You know, I didn't even keep those two things together. Um, yeah, that, that kind of caught my it? attention a little back. Yeah, it was so... Did did he visit again? That's what I'm thinking. Maybe 
Do you know if he went back again, maybe? And that's... No. And like I mentioned, that was the one piece that, the one specific piece um, that I said, you know, that could be folklore. Uh, yeah. Because that's what was a handful of them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, um, in the 20s, we were in between, you know, World War Two or World War One had just ended. You know, things were good in the 20s. That's why they called it the Roaring started. 20s, you know, and then all the speakeasies, yeah. you know. That's so. right. It's a good time to be as illegal. Soon as, as soon as I said that out loud, I remembered that uh, Hitler was supposed to have died in 1945. Like, oh, that's... Well, mm, supposed that to have died. Supposedly. You or know, he, he lived yeah. the rest of his life out in Argentina. Yeah, he lived in Argentina. Yeah, I'm putting <laughs> my money on that horse. Uh, and, you know, the rumor is that he went from Argentina into the hollow earth through, you know, a series of tunnels. So have heard that. Where he actually... And, you know, his fascination with making it to the hollow earth and finding these people that were supposed to be... You know, that was his entire setup was this perfect race or the idea of this perfect race um so if he survived if he were to make it to argentina um and you know there are accounts of u-boats who have made it to the hollow earth and then written letters back um explaining you know where they are and why they're not coming back um so it is possible that he knew where he should be going at least does the government know about uh hollow earth I would like to think it's possible um, because, you know, some of the one of the things that got me in the beginning um, is that it is illegal to fly over the North and South Pole, regardless of fuel efficiency, regardless of time efficiency. Um, flying over the poles is strictly forbidden. Is that, um, is that not for only real? That, that's, that's for real. Um, no, that's like, that, yeah. I've, I've come across that several times. That everything that I read, all you know, a lot of pilots, aviation stuff, that it's that it's forbidden by FAA regulation to fly directly over the poles. Like, and I've and what reason do they give for I it? I haven't been able to find anything. And I guess Marvin, I guess you haven't either. No, haven't been able to find anything. Um, but in the uh, Arctic, it is uh, let's see. In order to go into uh, any type of caves or holes or, you know, any type of uh, entrance, you have to have a federal cave license or have a government cavern expert uh, with you. So you can't just go down there and start checking things out and digging around for yourself. Hmm, really? um, so the fact that you've got these type of restrictions, which understandably, the South Pole um, is, you know, it's an international hotbed, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of different regions who are fighting to get a foothold there. And, you know, there are different bases that are set up, but nobody's really claimed that land for their own. Uh, well, I think so it's, for it's like, forbidden, isn't it? Isn't it kind of like everybody's? It's like, it, I know there's an nobody's. international, like, science lab yeah. there, but that's kind of it, right? Yeah. So I'm reading yeah. something right now that they're saying uh, planes don't fly over because routes, they don't need to. Uh, the, the most efficient route doesn't have to go over the pole at all. Maybe that's just a, an elaborate or a tricky way of trying to say, you know, we don't we don't want to do that because we can't. Yeah. Or maybe you'll get. Could you fly if you fly it over it? I mean, imagine how big this hole is, though. It's not just some little tiny airplane sized hole. It's a. Do you know how big the the pole hole is? <laughs> well, I do not know like an exact of how big the hole is. Like, uh, what do you, what would you guess? Like a mile or something, or it would have to be rather big. I mean, big enough to fly a plane through. Yeah. I mean, the, even it, that being said, the plane that uh, Admiral Byrd took wasn't that big. Um, right, it was just a little three-cylinder plane, but all the same, it would have to be 
pretty big. He was a decorated pilot. So. Yes, he was. I'm trying to write, read some more on this, but uh, you guys have any questions? Uh, yeah, well, I was just going to ask, do you know how thick the crust is? Like, how do they have or, the or have an idea of, like, how thick before you get into the inner? So if you go through these holes, you, like, you don't just go into it and automatically, hey, here we are, we're on the inside. Like, you have to go in, you say, like, 100 feet or something? Hundred. It should be miles. Or miles, I mean, not feet. Sorry. <laughs> hundred yeah, miles no, once you get into definitely there. Definitely miles. Miles. Okay. Um, so the, I mean, that's the part that nobody really seems to be um, accurate on. The okay. first guy who proposed it, uh, it was Edmund Haley, um, and he said that it was uh, about five hundred miles um, from the surface of the, I guess, outer Earth to the crust of the inner Earth. Um, but then later in eighteen eighteen. Um, John Sims came and said that it was around 800 miles from the surface to the air. Um, so this is, you know, one of those pieces that until it's actually done, then it's probably, you know, an exact measurement. I don't think it's going to sure. be. Okay. Yeah, what were they basing these measurements off of? Just off of theory. Um, and, and the hollow earth theory goes as far back as, you know, uh, there was an Egyptian mathematician uh, who came up with a model of the hollow earth. Really? Um, but the first one, yes, that that uh, really surprised me. But it, it's surprising, but in the same sense, you know, there are stories in Native American culture and, and uh, Buddhist stories that yeah, I saw something about pertain to and have some type of inkling to the hollow earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an incredibly old theory. And, you know, it's it, even in Greek mythology, you know, they say that um, the underworld in Hades and that that's you know, a potential of the hollow earth and that instead of uh, people, that mm-hmm. there are demons who live there or, you know, I've even heard reptilian creatures. Yeah, um, I was I was going to bring that up. Is there... Now you're just getting of, silly. <laughs> are there any, like, biblical implications? Like, could that possibly be Or maybe hell? Atlantis. Or, or that too, yeah. But, you know, everybody thinks of, like, hell, like, below us, you know, underground. Could yeah. that... Somehow, well, not if it's a tropical know. paradise full of perfect people. See, that's, I, don't, I don't know, man. I'm I can't get my <laughs> head around this, man. That well, doesn't I sound think really hell-like. That is a you know that's a slice of a bigger question that pertains to like you know what you believe. Um, but I do think that it is possible that some of the things that are in the Bible um, could be interpreted as you know hollow earth. Like for example, uh, there is oh. a story I think it's in Irish culture. Um, where there's a cave that leads down to, they just call it like the depths of earth, you know, something like hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were creatures that would come out uh, to the surface and that they would terrorize the people on the surface and then drag them back under. Um, and so if that were, you know, let's say that this is directly related to the hollow earth, um, the only animals that Richard Bird talked about seeing were mammoths. So we don't really know what else is down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there are mammoths, and in the book that Chris Baird talked about, um, there were giants that were living there too, and a lot of other theories that pertain to giants also tie into uh, the Hollow Earth theory as well. The giants, um, people, giant yes. people live in there. Ooh, yes, that's there's supposed to be a race of giants who live in the center of the earth, like Cyclops, maybe. I or Goliath? don't think quite Cyclops. Um, you know, there was uh, one account in Afghanistan of a military group. And, and you know, I don't want to uh, tie this in as far as, you know, like 
quote unquote the factual stuff. Um, but there was a group in Afghanistan that ran into a giant that uh, killed two of the members of their squad. And they killed the giant and then brought it back and then, you know, were kind of told to say hush-hush about it. Um, but there was an artist rendering, and that one had two eyes. So I don't know if these are quite so. None of, none of the accounts that talk about giants mention Cyclops. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, so I just to know if that, giants. Well, if we're, the, we're not to Cyclops yet. No, no, Cyclops, just the theories of it or whatever was maybe came from say, this. You know, that's a... That's a different podcast. Or, yeah. Right. Um, So, uh, what's his name? Uh, Richard Adam or Richard Bird? Richard Bird. So, Dick Bird? Yes, Richard Bird. Uh, Dick Bird. (laughs) (laughs) His, uh, sorry, man, I can't pass that up. Uh, Um, That's what my mom used to call, like, I see your bird. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Well, that just uh, gave his his name a whole name. Oh, by the way, did you know Mr. Peanut? We found out his first name is Richard. So his name is really Dick Peanut. Dick, Dick Peanut. Peanut. Dick Nut. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Took a left Dick turn there. Peanut. Sorry, definitely a left turn. So right. you're about to ask about. So yeah, his his uh, his diary that was released by his son. Where where can they be found? They cannot be found. As far as like a hard copy edition, um, there are pictures that show that it existed at some point, uh-huh. um, but it's no longer in circulation. The only versions that I've been able to find are. PDF articles um, that are, I guess, transcribed from the diary itself. Okay. Um, and and you know, even in its entirety. Well, oh. I guess the you can find the uh, diary in its entirety, but a lot of websites will just have the excerpts pertaining to pertaining to the Hollow because it has all of its flight logs and you know those things, which I guess are not that interesting in the grand scheme. I just. Um, I mean, I'm. You have my. I just found a book that. here on Amazon called "Hollow Earth: Greatest Geographical Discovery in History," made by Admiral Richard E. Bird in the mysterious land beyond the poles, the true origin of flying saucers. It's a hell of a title. Wow. And um, is that available? Are you able to buy it right now? It's available, hardcover. Why don't you see, go ahead and buy that right now, and we see, can that'll have review the, it. Uh, you know, excerpts of the diary, but it won't have won't the, be the, uh, yeah. the full diary. So. Yeah, Marvin, I'm I'm interested in the like in its entirety. Is there is there a way we could work out where you you could get me that? Um, if I had it, oh, yeah, definitely. Like the <laughs> uh, but I can the... definitely uh, find the link that uh, has the. I guess the fullest edition that you can find. Yes, because in the little bit of effort that I've put into trying to find it, I haven't been able to find anything more than a couple paragraphs. Mm-hmm. So that would that would be. There's, and there's even yeah, but um, that, a, a that, separate. Oh, okay, sorry. sorry, I'm talking to Nick. Uh, getting oh, the no, book no, that that requires you know buying it, which is, <laughs> is, is money. I, and I don't like buying hardcover and things. Amazon and I are in a fight right now. Yeah, so, me too. You know, it's oh. I'm trying to just stay away from him right now. We're we're on a break right now. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this says it's the missing diary of Admiral Byrd, but I don't know if that's that's written by him and everything. It's just titled The Missing, oh, yeah, Missing Diary of Admiral Richard E. Byrd, hmm. Secret Expedition to the Journey of Paradise Inside the Earth. Inside the Earth. Got a little picture of him. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it can be... I, well, again, now, is that a complete thing, or is that somebody else that compiled the PDFs or whatever you kind of found and just released a book on their own, calling it The Missing Diary? Who knows? Could be like the Bible. Only one, how much just are they? Sh- how much are they looking? How, how much are they looking for it on uh, Amazon? I think it was like fourteen bucks. Dude, it's a steal. We should buy it. We did it with the room. 
We should uh, try to see what uh, what else is going um, on. But but he won't autograph it though. Well, no, not anymore. So Marvin, uh, so you obviously uh, go with the Hollow Earth. Do you uh, you entertain the flat Earth model at all? <laughs> I don't. You know, I gave it a chance. Um, I've listened to uh, a couple of podcasts, watched a couple of videos. You, know, you just can't mild, get with it. Mild research, and it is it just doesn't seem plausible. It, it, yeah, um, it does not to me either. Absolutely not. And you know, I, I, to say do some to research. Say that, I will say that at the end of it, because I base this off of, you know, um, you're when you're in planes, you can see that there's a curvature. When you, you know, NASA has put out pictures that show the Earth. Um, now, in the Hollow Earth theory, they, these pictures are all photoshopped because they don't show the poles. Um, so, it, the, the, the things that I'm basing it off of are things that I can't. It's not tangible proof. I can't say for an exact certainty. That the Earth is flat, or that the Earth is hollow, or even that the Earth is well, sure. molten core. We got a uh, we got so, a question off of Facebook here. What does that say? Yeah, they uh they Alex, want Alexander Stone. What yeah. up? Yeah, they want to know where's the curve. Ooh, is he a flat earther? Which uh, yeah, I mean, is he? If it's hollow Earth, it's still. I mean, you still, still ascribe to the the globe Earth, right? The globular <laughs> yeah. theory. Well, yeah, yeah. something's got to be hollow. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can't have a disc. I mean, a disc. No, that wouldn't. That oh, wouldn't quite work. work out. Just a puddle. No, <laughs> I have read that in the flat earth theory that it doesn't take out the possibility of there being, you know, an underground or even a uh, underground society similar to Agartha. Um, and then there was an example that showed how it lines up with Greek mythology and how uh, I think it's Tartarus is kept at the absolute lowest point. Um, and so that, in line with the flat earth theory, you know, those two coincide with each other. But that's like a teardrop in the ocean as far as uh, something that's credible even goes. So flat earth is just... Mm, yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm over this. Either. I 100% um, agree. So I was curious, but I guess I was looking up the, the ocean now. If We got the the crust, you know, the ocean is deeper, so that means that there's less, less crust, I guess, between us and, and the inner earth. So, like, Mariana Trench is seven miles deep, right. but I guess if we're looking at 500-something, then that's... Well, yeah, yeah. that doesn't matter. It's that's not even going to affect then it. Underneath uh, North America and South America, like, near the equator, it's, like, 1,500 miles. It thickens out, so it's thinner up top. Well, obviously, yeah, it has to make its way to the hole. Like, thin out enough, so not just going to be, like, a solid hole drilled through. That's right. So that makes sense. Okay, so I was going to bring that up, but... Seven miles doesn't really matter if you're looking at like five hundred. Seems like <laughs> it seems like a lot, but it's definitely not in um, the, ska- yeah. well, in that's the scale just, of things. That's the furthest that we've been down, right? You know, <laughs> right. So essentially, from land, we've been to the depths of the Mariana, Mariana Trench. Trench. That's it. That's yeah, basically. Um, so, so do you have any ideas as to why the big cover up? Yeah, what would be the motive behind that? I am not one hundred percent sure. Um, you know, there's a, I, I've heard people say that the UFOs that we see and the UFOs that are uh, caught on tape and things like that, that those are actually from um, the center of the earth. So it could be that, you know, that's where these people are coming from and that could be in part of the cover up. Um, it could just be that, you know, you've got a ancient and advanced civilization that is okay with isolation. And so, you know, maybe that's, that's the agreement that they've come upon. It's like, yeah, you know that we exist, but you leave us alone and we'll leave you alone. Okay. Kind of I'm living I'm in not harmony. 100%. <laughs> exactly. 
in in a you know type of ignorance is bliss situation. Okay, totally. Um, but I mean, there are if if you're gonna go down that route, then there are so many different things that are kept from the public knowledge, from you know small things as far as what's put in our food to big things, you know, like oh, yeah. uh, you know inside terrorism jobs. Um, so this could just fall on the spectrum of something that you know the powers that control just think that the general populace isn't ready for. That they couldn't handle. I mean, I don't think that that would be. Yeah, I, I feel like that would blow people's minds if you not only and just to go down like an, an incredibly deep conspiracy hole, like the Matrix. Um, you know, you if you let got, them all have it at once. <laughs> yeah, if you well, if you've got these people who are you know controlling the masses through. Um, you know, advertisement through food, through, I mean, you know, are. the <laughs> rat race and so on and so forth. Um, if you came out and you said, yes, the earth is actually hollow and, you know, there's a civilization that lives there and they're actually pretty cool. It's tropical, so you're not going to have to worry about bringing your winter clothes. You know, I feel like that would create an influx and people would want to break out of that system and you would have a lot more people who would be interested in doing that potentially they're going to try and stay in there and feed in those pockets you know? food, I mean, I just, kind of like in the same way that people express interest because nobody really did it but uh people express interest in you know moving to canada when they found out that donald trump was going to be president <laughs> um i think it would be a similar reaction could be okay it just seems like if it's been around since you know ancient egyptian i mean we've the uh, the idea of the earth maybe being hollow has been around so long it just seems like it's not that new and radical if we would have just been like hey here's this idea it. you know yeah. um i so I, I don't know like well i mean understandably this is uh you know if you look up the hollow theory on wikipedia um i the, the word that they use is like sub-scientific or something to that effect. Like, it's not considered to be a, uh, a yeah, pseudoscience. That's what it is. Um, so it's not considered to be a legitimate theory. Um, and even, you know, it talks about how when it was first proposed in the 1600s, it was laughed about. It was first, when it was proposed in the 1800s, uh, it was laughed about then. So I don't, you know, unless Neil deGrasse Tyson or Bill Nye came out and said, yeah, the Earth is hollow, I don't think people are, are really going to fight. It's just going to be okay, that crackpot who, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's not really that. I think it's not that surprising to find that all these years later that it's not something that people want to hear about or even consider, you know. Well, Marvin, great great talking to you, man. You you really opened up our eyes and uh, gave us some really good information. We really appreciate you coming in and uh, talking to us, I got a couple. I got one more question for you here before we let you go. Here, um, okay. are you familiar? I'm not gonna. I, I'll ask you that one. Are you familiar with uh, OD, ODD TV? I'm not. Anyways, you sound just like him, man. If you ever come across some of his conspiracy videos, I was like, man, if that would be him, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but he's like all into flat Earth, so I was why I was asking you that. Maybe you're undercover because you sound just <laughs> like the guy. <laughs> oh no, that's. I mean, no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> you're not secretly there. doing a show that you you're don't not know doing about? Mark Dice. He's trying to be yeah, undercover. No, that's, that's not me. Well, well <laughs> thank you. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Anything uh, our listeners, if they want to keep continuing their education on this or want to f- find you, where can we find you? Um, well, I don't really have anything to plug. I'm just some guy who likes to read on Reddit. Um, but All right. uh, there was one thing that I did 
want to mention um, that uh, it just didn't come around to. Um, but when I first started checking this theory out, uh, one of the first videos that I saw, uh, it was in contrast to the current model that we know. And there was a NASA scientist who was up in space and he took a ball of water um, and spun it around in the same way, the same type of centrifugal force that you would expect Earth to spin around in when it first formed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this, you know, he threw in tea leaves and dirt and just other particles of debris. And what happened is, in the same way that the Earth was formed, all of the denser particles came out to the surface of the Earth, uh, which would have formed the crust. You had bulging at the center of the bubble, which would have been the equator. Um, but in the center of this bubble, you had a shaft of air bubbles um, that formed from one pole to the next pole. It was a complete shaft. And so if you were to take this from micro to macro, then it replace the uh, water for you know molten rock. Then after a while, after that, you know, molten rock has cooled down, then that shaft of air bubbles would just be, you know, an open cylinder. Um, so if this were, you know, like I said, micro to macro, this is a direct experiment that was done. You know, you can look it up on YouTube and watch. So I'm not saying this to say that it directly proves that it's, you know, concrete. But it gives you but the I idea, though. I definitely think that it, it definitely yields to Shows how it you know, the idea that the Earth could potentially be hollow. Yeah, I see yeah, it right here. It's a proof e- proof evidence. Hoth, uh, uh, Earth is hollow. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can NASA demonstrate that on a, on a small scale, but I mean, magma is is obviously like much more magma. dense than than water. So I mean, and then like the spin, like the scales are so different. You're talking like what a ball of water might be six eight inches across, whereas the Earth mm-hmm. is you know what's the diameter of the Earth? Well, I mean, but, it's, so the scale is just yeah, but the scale of the vacuum really that's it. little thing of water versus the scale of the vacuum of the universe. So the the matter spinning here that created the Earth isn't really that big when you think about the vacuum that it's forming in. I mean, no, but but like on such a small scale, I mean, because it's relative. You're comparing the Earth, the formation of the right. Earth, with you know some drops of water. So it's, I mean, it, like they're just going to behave differently because you know they're they consist of different properties. You know, you're talking just a ton of water that's, that's just pure HTO, whereas you know the Earth, you're talking you know magma. Like I said initially, it's it's already going to be much more he likes dense. Magma. So, yeah, I, I enjoy saying it. Magma. Magma. <laughs> and like I said, this, this isn't to say, you know, yes, this is a definite. Yeah, but, but I mean, yeah, I, I can a, see that, that it's it's kind of possible, but, you know, it just it's such a large scale, we'd never be able to really reproduce Well, no, it. we'd never be able to find that out for sure. So, all right, here's no. what we're going to do. We're going to open a, well, when, when we a get Kickstarter back up to campaign to, to donate so that <laughs> us emergency exit hosts, we're going to trek to the North Pole. We're gonna find this. Do you out. really want to go do that though? That's sure, like treacherous true. and like, and I don't like getting cold. I'll manage. I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll stay here in warm, sunny Austin, I'm Texas. Not exactly. I'll, I'll manage. <laughs> I'll manage the uh, the social medias. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't, fine. I'll go. Uh, all right, right, there you I'll go. go. Hey, there you go. go. I don't think the Garth Marvin is going like with me very much. All right, hey, all right, all right, Marvin. Thank you once <laughs> again, buddy. Uh, one last thing, we always try to get all the guests to do. Can you give me a that's right? Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Give me a that's, that's right. That's even better than that. What is that? Just, just say that's right. <laughs> Thanks no, again, that's man. Right. Okay, that's right. giant keeping babies alive. Selling the body parts. What more do you need to know about these people that go out and face
That's right, indeed, Los. That's uh, that's me doing a little. We love that Somalis uh, for that Infowars song. You guys, uh, if you guys are into it or not, I went and I saw. Uh, I didn't get to meet Alex Jones, but I got to check out the Infowars studio. It was awesome. So we're gonna do some flirting here in just a moment here, but we got some uh, questions that were rolling in um, uh, during our interview. From uh, we wanted to address some of them. Who is that? We got Alexander. Alexander Stone. What is he saying there? Uh, let's see. One of them. He's uh, let's see. How can we see Venus in our night sky when its orbit is between ours and the sun? Um, if it's we're, that means we're between the sun that we're between uh, the sun and Venus then right? Oh, Venus very energetic. Yeah. We're third. Venus is second. It's between us and the sun. So if how are we able to see it if it's um, well, isn't that uh, a matter of our perspective on how we're looking at uh, Venus? No, he's saying like okay, so it's it's nighttime. That means mm-hmm. we are facing away from the sun, right? That's what nighttime is for us. Okay. Venus is between us and the sun, so it would be sitting on the other side. We wouldn't be able to see it in our night sky if we're facing away. However, I think the fact that it's millions and millions of miles away, yeah, it's not like all of a sudden it's behind us. It's out. Like I'm between in space so far. I'm, so you're Earth and I'm Venus, and uh, he's the he. Let's say he's the sun, right? And it's dark time, so you're standing that way. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to see me, right? But how is it that you'd be able to see me on Earth? In the night sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just because, like, you could still be in nighttime, the but Earth not flat. be... Oh, are we going with that argument? Then? No. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> well, well, no, like, what... just because it's night on Earth, like, you're not exactly directly opposite of the sun. You could still be on the edge, which they call the Terminator, which, you know, is the line between light and dark. You could still be on there, and I guess maybe if, you know, you're in the right angle because correct me if i'm and like we look at venus air quotes because we don't know maybe it's not maybe it's a hologram but <sighs> it's usually close to the moon is it not i mean do barely you guys, yeah do you guys like to look at stars i mean i'm like no that? astrologer but yeah. uh you know no, I'd it's, say, it's the morning and the evening star it's the first thing you see or the last one yeah it's oh, both okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, but I, mean, I think it's, it's just the, call it uranus well then that would make sense because that would be when we're on the edge right but you see it all night do you see it all night? I, I yeah. wish I no, knew more about this. To, it would have to move, wouldn't it? Well, the whole I because mean, if they're see, saying if you see it in the morning we, and in the or in the evening, no, it's the it? first thing you see. It's the first star you see, and it's the last star you see before daytime comes. So it's not like it's the first star you see, and it's going through the sky as you're turning or rotating, and it no, it's the one that shows up first as the sun's going down and the sky's getting dark. Yeah, huh? you see before that bright. You, you breathe. You bright know, star. like all the stars are out there right now. Yeah, just yeah, the sun's coming. You just can't see them because so as it gets darker, it's the one that shows up first. Okay. It's not like it comes creeping in from the side. The stars don't slowly cross. Well, no. I mean, it is because it is closer. It's bigger. It's brighter. So, yeah, we are going to see it first. Right. But also, like, it's not. And remember, we are on a tilt as well. Mm -hmm. So, even that. I'm trying to look at my my glow bottle here. So, we're this. And, you know, even if we're on this side away from the sun. Uh Uh-huh. We're still this far, and Venus is here. I mean, the millions of miles that are between us in space, you're still going to. See, it's not like our back is to it necessarily. And when our it's back, still so far out into the sky that we're gonna. And when our see, back is how can to you it, see you the can't, Milky Way when we're well, in it. When, uh, when our back is to it, you can't big, see man. it. You guys gonna keep talking over me or what? Never mind. Yeah. Fuck you guys. No, go for it. Never mind. Where are we gonna? Where are we right. going? Where are we doing next? Well, that's how. I mean, yeah, of course you can still see it. I don't see how it, how that. 
if you're di- if you're directly behind it, um, let's say you're like over here, and uh-huh. and it means Venus that, is on the orbit here. Yeah, you wouldn't see you you wouldn't see. Well, no, it. but think about it. Like, like, keep your keep your finger right there where it is. Now turn it like let's say like right there. Where I can it, see how that works there. Right. right. So okay, you would but still see it. but you, then you wouldn't see it at nighttime. You don't always see or, it. You, if you saw it as it became night, then you wouldn't be seeing it at dawn, because we would be turning away. No, because when you come back around, yeah, there will still be some light, but you'll still be able to see Okay, that. so you're saying at dusk, it's on this side of the sky, and at dawn, it's on this side of the sky because we've rotated, and now we're seeing it from the other side? That's not how it is. It's in the same spot. Orion doesn't slowly move at night. Like, the right. night sky doesn't slowly no, shift not, as we turn. No, not at night, but, okay, I mean, so I So you're that. saying, like, if we were only seeing Venus because we're at the Terminator line between light and dark, then as we got to the other Terminator line, we wouldn't be there anymore because we're on the other side. Or, you know, it would be, like, disappearing on our right as we turn into full darkness, and then we'd be seeing it on our left as we came back around, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. So. Keep talking. Man, that's, that's it's it's hard to wrap your mind around. I, I've got to have something just, to really look at to to grasp some of this. And I keep looking over there at his globe, right? But you know, like he the mentioned, thing, it, does, it doesn't have the tilt and the sun in this case is that lamp which correct. is under it. So not that's the throwing tilt. me off. Right, <laughs> not not the tilt. The tilt is a big thing because we're not just straight up and down. Right, and it's not so it's not like we're turning our backs and then all of a sudden what's behind us we don't see because yes, one we're tilted, but also it's millions and millions of fucking miles away. It's mm-hmm. not like oh, there's a car between us now, so I can't see it. I mean, it's right. not this close, tangible thing. It's so far, like, the stars are billions, I guess, even. So I, I just think we're, uh, our perspective, you know, space, what we're seeing when we look up is fucking so vast. I mean, we're going to see it because we're minuscule. Well, no, so, and, but then if you want to look at it from the other side of the coin, what we're looking at is so small as well. Sure, Right. That's the way I like to look at it. It's like I am only seeing a tiny portion. I'm just portion. saying our perspective is like we're going to still see Venus because it's so far away in such a huge vastness that mm-hmm. it's it's not going to simply be blocked out is all I'm saying. I see. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Here's some uh, fun facts about Venus, all the right. planet. It has no natural satellites. Uh, it also has the well, longest rotation period of any planet in the solar system for 243 days. And it rotates in the opposite direction to most other planets. Really? Can you believe that? So all the other planets are spinning, uh, let's just say, clockwise. That one's spinning. Counterclockwise. Like hammer west gets to east. the nail, man. Right. Or nail gets the hammer. Rusty wheel. I don't know, man. The, the Wagon moving wheel. on. Moving on. <laughs> the me, mom the nail that sticks <laughs> up gets the hammer, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, let's go with that one. How? Um, what else you got over there? Do you, you have any other questions? It? Or anything, or is that just a, He had something a... else to throw up there. Let's do that, and then let's go flirting because uh, we do love going flirting, and this is sort of a flirting right here. Should no, have no, the... other, no other questions. Oh. No. All right. Hey, let's well, go. hopefully our ramblings did something. I mean, it's not like we know for sure. Well, here's the biggest thing. I certainly thing, don't know okay? for sure. That's just what, how it makes sense to me. I don't even entertain it because of one thing, and the one biggest thing, and we've always said it here on the show, it is the South Star because it can be seen from three different continents at the same time. It cannot be a flat earth unless there's you know a million south stars possibly more and they're all seeing a same one which isn't the same one who knows let's go flirting that's right Bible is why we gon'
All right, you guys know what we do when we go flirting. We pull some uh, comments and uh, notes from YouTube and other uh, sources of Flat Earth, which always <laughs> seem just to be like uh, YouTube. Uh, we call them flirthers. Uh, Brandon pulled us a bunch of these good ones, and we're going to take turns reading them in a funny little voice as we read them. I'll go with the first one here. This is from uh, Awake at uh, Space Hee Hee Hee, July 31st. We don't seek or require your approval. We know the earth is flat and we're spreading the truth. Hashtag flat earth. Are, is, are these uh, tweets? Yes. These, oh, these are okay. This, tweets. This, this, these two come from tweets. All right, uh, Nick, what do you got to do? The All next right. One? I've got one from Dan Leonard. Two ends in that. Two ends. Leonard. At Dan Leonard. I'm Dan Leonard. It says, I blame you for this internet. These morons wouldn't exist without you. Hashtag flat earthers. Hashtag fuckwits. Now I believe he's actually going against the flat. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's right. what I'm hoping. Yeah, I just thought that was that was pretty funny. It's like uh, you know. <laughs> I I am absolutely one hundred percent behind hashtag fuckwits. I am all about. <laughs> it is a good one. <laughs> hashtag fuckwits. Let's go ahead and make that a thing right now. Hashtag yeah. fuckwits. Fuckwits. All right, next one. All right, this one comes from. This is actually in response to a flat Earth video. Okay. As you're saying. Uh, this one comes from one Canadian peach. Mm, I can eat those for uh, for uh, for days. Yeah, I, I, Canadian peaches. I, you know, I figured I thought peaches were more of a southern, like Florida, yeah. Georgia, it tastes Texas. Like the I see line the line there, right? That line. <laughs> I, I even see a bunch of peach places here in Texas, but I didn't. Fredericksburg. I would think that Canada's yeah. a bit too far north for like a really good peach. Man, but, I love me some peaches. Yeah, yeah. So do the Almond Brothers. Yep, <laughs> peaches for me. Oh well, no! Like I said, eat a peach. It's like their logo. Oh. I guess the presidents of the United States that's, of America were the peaches also, but at, yeah. the Almond yeah. Brothers. It's like their whole anyway. Millions. Of I peaches. read read that uh, way, one Canadian, Canadian peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, in support of uh, the, this was in comment to I believe a Mark Dice or not a Mark Dice, a um, Eric Dubay. Yes, Eric Dubay, that guy. Uh, P.S. The thumbs down very possibly bots programmed to thumbs down. Any Eric videos, Eric Dubay's, or with Flat Earth in the title. Google and YouTube, YouTube are Zion controls. Dun, dun, dun. Zion. They're trying to keep them down. Is that is that a thing, or is he referring to Zion like... Like the way Zion. Bob Marley said yeah, it? Yeah, like... You know, Babylon's probably uh, got control of Google, uh, Google and uh, YouTube, so, you know, burn YouTube and... And Google down to the ground. <laughs> Zion, man. All right, let's go with uh, Shelby. Uh, Shy Shelby. It's spelled Shy L B Y, and it's K Y. Who doesn't matter? Yeah, One week ago. All right. Uh, I'm gonna do a girl. Learning physics that space. Uh, uh, let me try that again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was my real voice, actually. <laughs> Learning physics that surface of water is always flat and horizontal. Earth is 71% water. That proves Earth is flat. <laughs> white power. Nothing, it doesn't say white power. Uh, don't know how anyone will know this and still believe Earth is a sphere. Yeah, good point there. Good, great point there. Learning physics that the surface of water is always uh, a flat plane and horizontal. Uh, and Earth is 71% water. Well, that does prove that the Earth is flat based on those facts alone. Earth is 71% water. It has to be flat it has there. To. I'm, I'm a flat earther now, guys. She yeah, doesn't right. know how anyone uh, will know this and still believe that the Earth is sphere. <laughs> uh, okay. What do you got, uh, Nick? Yeah. 
I mean, I, I we can't even do this bit anymore. That was so <laughs> conclusive. All right, that's it, guys. No, I'm we're kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, just kidding. Uh, how can anybody? Hold up. What's the name? And you should do oh. it in the in a Kennedy voice. Are we? Ooh. Oh, I don't, almost catch. don't like that we're we're promoting their names, but all right. This is by James Kennedy. Uh how can anybody uh, has the ability to think? Watch the simple, clear, and simply irrefutable evidence and proof that humanity has been lied to, that we have all been sheep, and then, like a sheep, defend the indefensible. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. You got it, pres- uh, former president. There I don't... Um, er, he didn't really say any... I don't know. Yeah, okay, it's so... Just, what it's he, just rambling. That's yeah. A, that's <laughs> what <laughs> makes it funny. How can anyone... How can anyone that has the ability to think watch the simple, clear, and simply irrefutable evidence and proof that humanity has been lied to, that we've all been sheep, and uh, then like then a like sheep. sheep, defend the indefensible? Okay, I, I don't know. It didn't really make a point to me. Last one. All right. This one comes from Mike Blackbird. And he sings in the dead of night. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. Learn about the flat earth theory. Right. Learn about do some do research. Some research. <laughs> All right. Science is always wrong. Mm. It never solves a problem without creating ten more. <laughs> Mister Blackbird, shut the f- <laughs> shut the front door. Science is always, always wrong. wrong. Nothing Oop. good has ever come about Ugh. because of science. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. You know, not this magical box I'm reading <laughs> no. that on. You know, not medicines, penicillin or... <laughs> All right, let's go and do some news. We got the news with Nick and Lois. We coming at you, coming with the light. We got the news, we've got the news. We've got the news, we've got the news, yeah. And Brandon. That's right. That's right. NPR, August 3rd, 2017 reports. And we actually, we reported on this not too long ago uh, in one of our other We Got the News about a woman who urged her boyfriend to commit suicide. Mm. The sentencing happened this month. Uh, man, do you guys want to guess what she's going to be? Uh, well, she's convicted of involuntary manslaughter. Anyone want to guess her sentencing? Nick Ryder? No, he felt most passionate about it. Uh, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the whole thing. That's why we call him the passion. All right, what well, was okay, sentence? passionate about it, not for. Okay, you know, I was like, okay. I'm not on this bitch's side. Of course, this is, <laughs> okay. See, it's starting already. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I'm gonna say, I think, I think seven years. I'm gonna seven go seven years. years. All right, and uh, Nick, what do you think? Uh, he probably listened to NPR. I mean, I do, but I didn't hear this report. Okay. I would say at least it has to be ten or fifteen. All right, Michelle Carter, who was convicted of involuntary manslaughter for texting her boyfriend and urging him to kill himself, has been sentenced to, drumroll please, two and a half years in prison. Two and a half years? Isn't that crazy? Two and a half years of prison uh, with all but 15 months suspended. She will also serve five years of probation. So she's really going to get... 15 months in prison. Carter, who is uh, 20 years old, was found guilty last month in connection to a 2014 death of Conrad Roy III. Uh, he's got great albums. 
at her sentencing hearing Thursday, Carter's lawyer asked the judge to spare his client any jail time and instead give her five years of probation and require her to receive mental health counseling, the Associated Press reports. Nick, what do you think about this uh, ruling here, man? Um, I don't know. Seems kind of light because I had heard this isn't even the only time she's done this. Maybe the only time she's done it successfully. Oh my goodness! So really, you, you re we're gonna go back into it just a little bit, but you really—it's involuntary manslaughter. She had no idea if he was really gonna do it or not. Man, we talked about it. Like, there's no way of proving that she actually knew that he was there to kill himself. I disagree. Okay, you know, um, they were seeking prosecutors were seeking a sentence of 20 years, but they did not get that. Um, it's too bad, and they. Uh, Oh, this uh, this report said it was seven to twelve, but instead, actually, it was twenty years. Um, but she's still only going to get fifteen months and five years probation. So you know, no drugs for five years. You know, I don't know what her. Yeah, she's going to have a hard time be. finding another boyfriend. That's for damn sure. Man, I just tell you, man, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think she. Why waste or ruin her whole fucking life over something that she you have no way of proving? Well, at least she still has one. <laughs> but she didn't. But the other guy killed himself. But I mean, we're not going to go into this again. But man, you know that you have no way of proving if he was really going Actually, to do that. Actually, just yesterday heard about uh, a news uh, a host who had like a call-in show, and a guest called in and said he'd taken a bunch of pills and wanted to kill himself. And the host kept him on the air for forty-five minutes and talked to him. And then there's this whole thing about how he handled it. And it didn't, I mean, the guy had already taken the pills, but he was doing it long enough to try to get information because it was in the 70s. So they weren't really good at tracking phone calls yet, but they did finally figure it out. And you had to wait longer than the, the three minutes. Yes, in right. The or the two seconds. Yeah. Um, but they ended up getting there and getting the guy, and he survived. So this host, like, so that's what you do. Like, if you even think that someone might be doing this, you don't act like a complete cunt. And go with it, you stop because that's not fucking funny. And if there's even a slight chance that he's actually going to do it, you are a piece man. of shit they're for furthering they're, it. They're fucking teenagers. Well, I'm man. sorry, but. Hormonal teenagers. Okay, but that still and doesn't. What do you mean, think they turn into? I think our whole argument was like, we, there's no way we can fight about We're, we're going to get on each other's side about this. I think it was the argument was how long you think she should get, man. Was, how, yeah. uh, I still don't think. I think yeah, she. I, I think I actually called that she would serve like. You know, a year and a half, maybe two years. That sounds have to right. Check the, have to you check the have. tapes. It's your boy's right because I, I saw logical right, and I'm like a judge. So you know, think of me You're as exactly think of like me, a judge. That's think of me I as am. your judge here on the show, guys. I always do. And speaking of judge, <laughs> I've got a good. Uh, I got a good. Uh, it's not even a story, dude. It's something I came across. It's called the GIF tip. Now this GIF is a. Tip? Yeah, like it, the peanut butter or the, the no. Image. Take a look at that there. It's definitely a, the peanut butter. What it is, it's like a condom, but instead of it being something that you wrap over your 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 genital there, you would uh, it's actually a sticker that you put over the hole. Of, yeah. You, <laughs> so just the tip. And it's like just the tip, really. Oh my God! Can so, I read this thing on the bottom please, of it? Please, yes, read it. <laughs> Judy comments on GIF tip. This is perfect for us. My vagina isn't a Ziploc bag. <laughs> what? That's right. <laughs> Mouth gear zero taste is yummy. There's no the, zero the, taste is not. There's yummy. the rest of it on top there. So oh, the, so oh. Th this is an actual product. This is an actual product you can get. Jifftip.com. 
I see so many things wrong with this. Like, so it's undetectable. You know, it's ready whenever. What do you, what do you mean it's undetectable? Well, it makes it just look like you just have your cock. I don't know why you want to be undetectable. So you want to walk around with this thing, just just no, covering well, your hole. No, it's ready to go whenever. So you just have to like. Yeah, so you can put it. You can use it in advance, whether you're soft or hard. Size doesn't matter anymore. It says ah. I don't think that that's going to change the whole size debate <laughs> at all. Uh, but you can feel everything except Jif tip. Hmm. Every penis yeah. has the same uh, has so, the yeah, same IQ. So this this is just designed to prevent. Oh my God! Look at the the logo. I know, you see right? The logo? It's, uh, it's a, a little, little cartoon penis little, with a graduation cap on. It's a stubby little thing. Oh, so man. here's how it came to be. Well, luckily, size doesn't matter anymore. It says the promise. <laughs> you guys will fall in love all over again. It's purely just to prevent pregnancy. It's like yeah, yeah, because there's no protection from SDGs. No. How it came thing. to be, guys. Number one, it began as a desperate attempt to avoid using condoms. <laughs> and four years ago, it wasn't safe for humans in the wild to test. We're ready to share this marvel with simple design with you. This marvel of simple design with you. Let, uh, let's step up our sex game. It's it's uh, celebrate. It is celebrate, not celibate. <laughs> <laughs> Have a jizz fest inside your penis or take it outside. Wait. That's what it says. Have a jizz fest inside your penis. That's I mean, right. that's what's going to happen. I know. I have some serious questions. After Go, I have this. some serious concerns about this. Go thing. crazy yeah. or just relax. Jif tip has you covered. As you no? feel the rush just to gush, <laughs> which will it be? What a wonderful world. So my question is. Blowout. Right. The force. So what, how fast is it? Normal ejaculation? I don't know I've about PSIs like, or anything. I've heard like. Initially, up to like 20, 25 miles an hour. So that's a lot. That's moving. And sometimes, you know, it's a, it's a pretty sizable load. And you know so if what? that's blocked and that just stays inside, like. It's got to go somewhere, man. That pressure is going yeah, back up. You're going to get blowout. Well, let's, say, let's say the sticker works a lot and uh, doesn't let anything through. So what would happen is that it would back itself up and go back into your bladder. It would go into your bladder. It wouldn't go back into it. It would go into your bladder. That's so what you happens. You just have some really thick, viscous-style oh. piss. Yeah, it's going to look fucking gnarly the next day. I just feel, It'll be coming off like, like spider webs or shit. <laughs> like the, I would think your tubes would... First yeah, that, or like no. that seems okay, but then it's like your overflow valve is, uh, is assuming your that it all works out. <laughs> and you don't blow out your vast deferens and or something <laughs> like a tire on the highway. Um, so then is removing it, you know, like taking off a band aid hurts enough, but Ooh, ripping something the... off the tip of your dick, like oh, I'm all for oh, that. Man, I'm, you're all for ripping stuff <laughs> off really? the tip. Oh yeah, he's, he's no into way, some dude. stuff, man. He's into See, some I thought stuff. about I thought about that too. Uh, you're gonna have to rip it off the dick, you know, uh, and is it, if it's on there really well, because it has to be on there well enough to hold back the ejaculation right. and also not get rubbed off. Rubbed off. <laughs> <laughs> but during intercourse, you know, with and cause all chafing the juices or, and uh, I mean, motion and everything. Imagine, that, imagine a paper cut like. Up inside the woman's stuff, but well, like a, another concern of mine about this thing is, I, no oh man, it just it don't, don't worry right. about it. Here's it don't look right. Legal man. disclaimer on num- the last one is the legal disclaimer because it's not approved for anything anywhere. Let's make this clear. Use GIF tip for novelty, pleasure, <laughs> convenience, fun, or entertainment. Thou shalt not use for pregnancy or STI prevention poipuses. Ah. And that is Wait. the news. Quick stick GIF tip on the dick tip. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 no, 
All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us once again. We have been Emergency Exit. Uh, If you guys are into our content, uh, please check us out on Facebook. Uh, Also, get on our website, uh, emergencyexitpodcast.com. Um, Nick, what are you doing this weekend, buddy? Um, I don't have anything this weekend. I'm playing tomorrow night at Shakespeare's Pub down on 6th, and then Thursday at local Outpost Saloon, which All is right. north on 183, but that's but not bad. Off this weekend. Well, great, dude. Um, let's see. Like I said, check us out on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, EMEX Pod. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five star rating on iTunes and give us something to write there, you know, something to read. Uh, uh, on the air. Thank you, uh, Marvin Johnson, for joining us, man. What a fucking conversation on Hollow Earth. Yeah. That was pretty cool, was- man. Do you guys have any questions uh, you want to you wanna throw in to ask uh, any other uh, Hollow Earth? We don't have a word for them. Hollow Earther yet? Hollow Earther, yeah. Go we, ahead and uh, it. give us an email. Uh, drop it off. Uh, you just go to our website, and you'll find a contact page. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else, Brandon? No, man. That's it. I'm just excited about our website. The website is yeah, up man. and fully running, dude. Yeah. Everybody check it More out. More content to come. Next week, we are back on Tuesdays. So, for Nick Ryder, for Brandon Mitchell, I'm your lo- your host, Lo, saying, that's right.